my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore a Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you are listening to The Mark Moss Show, and we are talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and the decentralized revolution. This is the biggest port of your week each and every week, at least it should be, because this is going to be the biggest opportunity of your entire life. And of course, the way that you take advantage of these asymmetric opportunities is by having asymmetric information. That means you got to have information that most people don't have, which is why we bring that to you each and every week. Now, I am joined in the studio by two of my really good friends. I got Kyle Wonderly and I got Jessica Vaughn. They are back with me again. What's up, guys? What's up, hey. Mark? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I, you know, man, I'm, I'm here talking about Bitcoin each and every week, and I love just having you guys on and, and just kind of talking about. So, so good to hear. There's always so much going on to talk about. So, I know we have that. You know, um, Jessica's favorite guy in the world. We'll say we'll say her her favorite podcaster. We're talking about JRE, the Joe Rogan show, made big news this week. Now, first of all, he made big news because he is big news. Uh, uh, well, while mainstream media wants us to believe that that uh, they're mainstream, you know, CNN's mainstream. I pulled some stats, um, and CNN's biggest show 
Anderson Cooper gets about six to seven hundred thousand views per video or per per episode or whatever. In the coveted twenty five to forty five range, they get about one hundred twenty five thousand per episode. Now, I'm not big time, and I have videos that have more views than that. Um, Joe Rogan is big time, and he gets about two hundred million views. So he's he's pretty big time, and uh, and. Uh, you know, in the Bitcoin community, we've been talking a lot about lately. As a matter of fact, there's this tweet that keeps going around. Everyone's trying to get Michael Saylor to go on uh, on Joe Rogan. Um, but big news, big, big, big news, guys. The world's most successful podcaster and comedian has accepted a Bitcoin payment of $100,000. Um, he's talked about it in the past on his show. But now by accepting Bitcoin as payment, it marks a definitive switch in stance on his part. Um, he said, he said, uh, he said, uh, someone said, uh, on a show said, Joe got a deal for over a hundred thousand dollars. Shafir said, and Joe said, it's not American money. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Joe getting a hundred thousand dollars, Jess? Uh, well, I'm sure that um, $100,000 is just, you know, pocket change to him. And that I'm, sh- I'm sure he's been taking Bitcoin and tips and crypto is, um, well, everybody on the right seems to definitely get their tips already in crypto because we're, we're believers, right? You know what I thought was funny, Mark, was, uh, did you watch that video, the little clip? Did you watch I just it? Saw the, I just saw the clip, yeah. Yeah, it was funny when, uh, I think it was, uh, what's, the, what's the guy's name? Uh, Amar, Ashir, whatever his name was, his Shafir. name was bragging for him. What was it? Shafir, I think. Shafir, yes. He was bragging about the fact that he's getting hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars in in Bitcoin, and, and and his reaction was shh, shh, shh. You know, he's like, uh, what did he say? He said he, he was it's like, not American uh, money. Oh yeah, it's not American money, and it's almost like you know he wants you to know uh, he. he he doesn't want you to know that he's accepting Bitcoin, but he does want you to know that he's accepting Bitcoin. Because on his show, I've, I watch, I'm a big, big time Joe Rogan fan, Jessica is too, but he's always kind of put Bitcoin down or kind of said uh, that it was a Ponzi. I remember in the beginning, like the first time he heard about it, and I, you know, it's like a Ponzi scheme. I think that's uh, a lot of people do that when they hear that it's at 40,000. They know that guy's got it at like five or 10 bucks. It's kind of hard to, you know, accept the fact that you're getting in so late, right? So they just write it off as a Ponzi. But Joe Rogan's so open-minded and learns so much through his guests. So you can see the evolution of his mind over the last couple years. And now he's finally like, you know. Well, there was a lot of external changes in the world too that necessitates Bitcoin adoption. At some point though, everybody capitulates. That's what's cool. As I have always respected Joe Rogan, I've watched him forever and learned so much from him. But here's something that he didn't know, something that I knew more than Joe Rogan, which is like super rare, but he thought it was a Ponzi. But eventually, dude, everybody comes comes around, capitulates. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was saying earlier, like uh, I think it's the Gandhi quote, which is like, at first they uh, ignore you and then they laugh at you, then they fight you and then yeah. they join you. And uh I was talking about on an earlier episode about uh, Jamie Dimon from JP Morgan, you know, in 2017 said, if anybody even traded Bitcoin, I'd fire him. And of course not JP Morgan's <laughs> in, um, Joe Rogan maybe wasn't in the fighting so much, but he was maybe in the joke in, in the laughing phase. Uh, but, um, I think, um, you know, I, I think as you said, Kyle, right, you can see his stance has kind of changed and, um, just him talking about it with a favorable, you know, way to talk about it. I mean, it just brings a lot of 200 million people. 
I mean, it's hey, yeah, it's it's real. I mean, the guy has like what eleven million subscribers, right? And you were talking about uh, the reach of what was it CNN? You were just talking about two hundred million, two hundred million people a month. Oh, their gig is up though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, re- oh CNN's reach is small. C- yeah, CNN's oh, reach main- is small. Yeah, mainstream media. Uh, yeah, and it's like it's them. it's so obvious that that's not the mainstream media anymore. Like I'm in the gym, uh, you know, to, to reference something about Joe Rogan. Everybody's heard of everywhere I go. Like even my like tattoo artist, he's got Joe Rogan playing every day. Everywhere you go, Joe Rogan. Like people know Joe Rogan, but yeah. But how many? But you ask the same people. You ask the same people. Do you watch Fox News? Do you watch CNN? You know, nine out of ten of the people that I to- talk to that watch Joe Rogan don't watch the the normal everyday news so you think yeah. so you, you know, mainstream is not the media yeah. and, and, and you know you know what so much you know what else is also big mainstream is sports obviously and of course joe rogan has that mma kind of thing which is which is big uh but in other other sports news aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the green bay packers also mm-hmm. agreed to get a portion of his pay paycheck in bitcoin as well and that's another massive thing. And so Joe Rogan, I, I don't know, I don't know the full details around why he got the hundred thousand. I don't know if that broke yeah. in the story, but Aaron Rodgers is actually getting he asked to be paid in Bitcoin, which yeah. is pretty amazing. That's so awesome. I am not like a, a super football fan, but everybody's heard the name Aaron Rodgers. All right, Jessica, do you do you know who Aaron Rodgers is? Of course I do. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> I mean, I've heard of him, but I don't watch football. I don't know, but I remember hearing his name for the first time a few years back, and it was this little 10-year-old kid. He had an Aaron Rodgers jersey on, you know, and and uh, all the kids that are so enamored with Aaron Rodgers. That's big news, dude. Aaron Rodgers is like a superhero. Number one yeah. quarterback, you know, like his reach, just that's it's so massive. He's pretty conservative in disposition so i would say that bitcoin is um a default position that he would yeah appreciate right yeah they yeah say and, how- and I, I think like kind of to your point kyle like uh, especially in football right like uh kids love the merch right so they're like wearing the jerseys and all that thing and so like uh probably uh, there's a lot of that idolizing him and want to like do things and so when you see him like getting paid in bitcoin i think that carries a lot of credibility you know i appreciate sure. the signal of confidence for sure yeah <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So uh, I know also, Jess, you've hung out with Russell Okong. He was kind of like the first football player to really start talking about getting paid in Bitcoin. Um, yeah, been, we had uh, Indy 500 together. That was a good one for Bitcoin race car. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so Bitcoin magazines, or I'm sorry, Bit, uh, or Jack Mahler's, whatever, Bitcoin had the Indy car, Indy race car in the Indy 500. I think the car finished second in the race, so... Um, yeah, it's, it's reaching like all types of levels of entrenchment. I think there's a couple of basketball players are getting paid in Bitcoin as well. If I'm not mistaken. It's inevitable. Um, it's inevitable. Yeah. It's, get on the, get on the trend, man. If you want to be relevant, takes part of your salary in Bitcoin, right? It's not a trend. It's a revolution. Yeah. It's a revolution. I'm here with Jessica Vaughn at Jessica Vaughn on Twitter and Kyle Wonderly at Kyle Wonderly on Twitter. He changed that to make it easier. So go give him a follow. Say what's up. Uh, we're talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and the decentralized revolution. We're talking about how we're seeing more and more people choosing to get paid in Bitcoin. Mainstream people, not CNN, mainstream people. This is the information you need to know so you can take advantage of this giant shift in the world. Again, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and the decentralized revolution. And we will be right back. 
Hey, everyone. Welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and this decentralized revolution, literally the biggest opportunity you will ever have in your life. And of course, the way that you participate in these asymmetric opportunities is by having asymmetric information, which is why you want to be with me each and every week. I'm joined in the studio by two of my good friends, Kyle Wonderly. You can find him on Twitter, at Kyle Wonderly. That's W-N-U-N-D-E-R-L-I. You'll find it. Uh, and, and, uh, watch, and, and let me just interject. If you watched the show last week, it was super uh, underscore rad underscore. Sad. I did that. I changed that for this guy <laughs> right here, Mark Moss. But if you still want to see uh, uh, super rad stuff on YouTube, that is still there. Super rad stuff on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. There's the plug. And uh, and now that Kyle stole the spotlight, we also have Jessica Vaughn. Of course, no one no one can steal her shine. And you can oh, find yeah. her uh, at Jessica Vaughn. Make sure to look her up. She is uh, always putting some uh, provocative things out there uh, to get you thinking. Thought and provoking. We're, we're talking about um, you know mainstream, not CNN. We're talking about mainstream, as in Joe Rogan, as in football stars like Aaron Rodgers choosing to get paid in Bitcoin. Which is big because, you know, when you have a brand new technology, a technological revolution like Bitcoin or any, any technological revolution for that matter, there's like this bell curve and you have like the, the inventors and the, the visionaries. And before you get to the early majority, there's this, this chasm and the chasm has to be crossed, which means the, the, the mental shift has to happen in the majority uh, for it to really hit the early majority and then the late majority that goes to kind of this parabolic run. And that's where we're at right now. We're right in that chasm. Um, and so I think with the ETF that main, makes it seem mainstream. Okay, it won't be won't be you know won't be made illegal now. Uh, countries are adopting it, um, and then you have Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers adopting it. That's crossing the chasm, and uh, I think it's just going to take off from here. I think um, then you have the addition of you know Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, all adding it. So now uh, all these Aaron Rodgers fans or Joe Rogan fans hear about it, they can easily go buy it. I mean, is this just going to absolutely blow it up or what? It's sort of like um, insta- um, a super celebrity that's paid so much money um, is almost like an institution adopting Bitcoin. So it's still not as great to me as, you know, a 100 new Bitcoiners that might share that same sort of uh, payout that Aaron Rodgers would take in Bitcoin. So I'd like to have uh, more people in Bitcoin with the same amount of Bitcoin ownership that some super celebrity is going to get. But I, I do like the amount of reach that that has, that message. And nobody pays these celebrities to, um, you know, these influencers on such a grand scale. Nobody pays them. They do it because they truly believe in the revolution. And that's what's so beautiful about Bitcoin. Yeah. I think what's going to blow it up, Mark, is Square. It's the cash app. They're releasing a debit card for teenagers. Starting at 13 now, you can have a debit card. Did wow. you see that? That's funny because no. KYC doesn't let you own Bitcoin unless you're 18. Yes. And so they're working on that. I saw Jack Dorsey tweeted that out. Um, somebody asked him, well, does that mean kids can buy Bitcoin on, on the cash app? He said, nobody's working on it. But mm. at least, you know, like a credit card, this has been an issue in our family. I've got three teenage girls and I w- they're all using Venmo. They're using Venmo. Uh, we don't get, we're a cashless family, right? So when my uh, daughter wants money from me, I send her Venmo and then she gets the cash from her friend and then Venmo's her friend. <laughs> like, I just, uh, we've been, we've been wanting a debit card for so long in this family. It's, it's going to be awesome. And then within the app, they're going to see Bitcoin, right? Mm, yeah. So that's I, huge. I mean, kids, 
across America. I like that the apps are going to make it easier for people to get familiarized with Bitcoin and and um, yeah. have some um, warming up to it. But it's still something we're going to have to harness that new group of people and teach them the whole point about self-custodying. Somebody said it was like training wheels like this, you know, putting Bitcoin on Venmo and all this stuff was like training wheels. Did you see that, Mark? Looks no, like but I mean, that's, that's one way to look at it. But, you know, what happened with the fiat money? Well, before the fiat money system was gold. Gold was money for 5,000 years. And what happens is uh, gold is very clunky and heavy to use. So then you put it in the banks and then you use paper gold certificates. And what happened is over a period of time, people started thinking of paper gold certificates as money. They were only representative of money, but they started to think of them as money specifically. And so I do see dangers. Uh, maybe it's training wheels. So if I look at it that way, maybe that's a good thing. But like what I'm afraid of, maybe what Jessica was kind of saying is that um, if people start just thinking, well, this is just the way it's done. It's and Roman then they, Empire mm -hmm. fiat all over again. Yeah. They did that. They took the silver out of their um, coins before their downfall. Yeah. So then if people start thinking, so I get it. It's, it's training wheels. It's easy for them to get started, but they need to like eventually get off the training wheels. Right. Yeah. And, and you mean to say that they need to get it sent off of those platforms, right? So self-custody, right? Self -custody. They need to learn self -custody. Yeah. yeah. I like those apps because they funnel, they funnel awareness, but we have to capture that to teach them the whole point, you know, especially the a, a community that likes the fact that it's, you know, unconfiscatable. Well, not exactly unconfiscatable if you uh, got it through Cash App or some K or you're uh, one of these big mega banks, you know, false sense of security. I just spent uh, uh, on the talking about uh, kind of like I had made a YouTube video about how I lost $2 million worth of Bitcoin. Um, and uh, a big chunk of that was taken through an exchange, sitting on an exchange and uh, a, a big credible exchange, uh, one of the biggest in the United States by that uh, and uh, I mean, it can it can just go. So there's 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 always risk. But then I custodied it myself. I had it in a in a, in a hot wallet on my phone, and and that, I lost money there too. Yeah, and so uh, it's it's dangerous. It it's dude. definitely it's definitely difficult. And Jessica, I know it's still a jump you need to make yourself. So we I know. That out. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm I'm actually, with you, Jessica. I'm actually waiting so we can demo it for a video. For a YouTube video yeah. or something. So, uh, yeah, but I would like to do that uh, walkthrough because I don't know anything about cold storage, but I'm certainly a believer. Well, I've got a ledger and I've had it for a long time. And this uh, past couple of years, I haven't used it at all because I've gotten really used to just using like MetaMask or Soflare or Phantom Wallet, whatever. Uh, and then using companies like Celsius and BlockFi and just having them custody. But, dude, after your story, Mark, dude, and after talking to you about it, Oh man, I just got back uh, from a trip and I have not got around to it yet, but that's the one on my top of my list. I've got to get the stuff off of these, uh, they're not exchanges, but these other custodians. I want to well, think, it myself. I think, you know, most people, we've been brought up in the banking system and we think that uh, we kind of think of exchanges as banks. And, yeah. um, you know, we think, oh, we'll just leave it in the bank, but like they're not, they're not banks and uh, they don't insure your um, Bitcoin. And if they do get hacked or it does get stolen, as a matter of fact, the problem that I'm in the lawsuit over is that they uh, supposedly, when you sign up for an account, you click the box that says, I read the terms. <laughs> and in the terms, they say, no matter what happens, period, we're not responsible. Even if one of our employees steals it from you, we're not responsible. And so, of yeah. course, my attorneys are like, wait a minute, like that, you no, know, you can't just say that. But, that, but that's what they say. And so there's uh, 
more examples than you could imagine of, of people losing Bitcoin that way. And so you have to realize it's not now. I think I don't know if we talked about before, but um, the FDIC is now working with some banks to see how they could insure Bitcoin and that could change things. By the way, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. I'm in the studio with two of my good friends, Kyle Wonderly, at Kyle Wonderly, and uh, the lovely Jessica Vaughn. You can find her at Jessica Vaughn. Of course, I'm one Mark Moss on Twitter and Instagram. Send us a message. Say you heard us on the radio. Send us a question, uh, and we'll make sure to answer it. The Mark Moss Show, we're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, the biggest opportunity you will ever have in your lifetime. We'll be right back. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic, oracle.com slash strategic. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
All right. Welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show, and we are talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution and trying to help you out. I'm trying to give you the information you need to take advantage of the biggest opportunity you will ever see in your lifetime. And I'm in the studio with two of my really good friends, Kyle Wonderly. You can find him at Kyle Wonderly. And of course, Jessica Vaughn. You can find her at Jessica Vaughn. And I am one Mark Moss. If you can, send us a message, say, what's up? Or something. Ask a question. I don't know. But we're talking about, um, obviously, we're talking about Bitcoin and crypto. Uh, but we're talking about how um, mainstream, so athletes like... Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Okong and um, Joe Rogan are getting paid in Bitcoin and how easy it is for people to get in now uh, with Cash App and Venmo and those types of things. But um, are they training wheels? Well, I guess they are training wheels, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, ultimately, you need to get off the training wheels eventually and learn to self-custody your coins. I think that's kind of where we're at. And uh, we were kind of explaining some of the pitfalls with that. I think, you know, I think about it, as I was talking about earlier, it's like... Um, I believe that uh, Bitcoin solves the oldest problem of humanity, which is how do I secure my private property in a way that can't be taken? And so it solves that problem, which is massive. And we'll have this massive prosperity on the other side. If, um, if we shift the power of balance, so like uh, if, if, one, if someone knows that they can get stronger, get a bigger army, they can just steal my wealth. And then I'm incentivized because I know someone can come steal my wealth. I'm not incentivized to build and store wealth. And so one side is incentivized to steal, and the other side is incentivized not to produce. So neither side is very productive. And if we can shift that power balance, shift the incentive structure, so now um, I'm incentivized to, to build value and save because I know my wealth can't be stolen. And then the other side, instead of being incentivized to steal, they're incentivized to provide me valuable goods and services. So now the whole world shifts into focused on providing valuable goods and services, solving problems, creating new technologies, as opposed to one side stealing, the other side protecting. How big does that change the world? Massive. I, lo I love the idea of <clears throat> Bitcoiners being an available option for me with um, looking for a parallel economic system. Um, so, And the shared, com the shared space of hard, sound money lets me know that their values somewhat align with mine. And if we're going to build something, I love building with Bitcoiners. And they're very entrepreneurial people by nature. Um, but just agreeing on the fairness. I mean, you know, Wall Street's got its problems. And of course, you know, uh, inflation and, and all that. Just there's so many games that people have play, played with um, fiat that it's, it's exciting to build with Bitcoiners. For sure. Yeah, I just, I just think about, man, having everybody focused on... You know, like being a being a business owner is not a greedy thing, right? The world wants to make them greedy, but like they're solving people's problems. If you don't solve someone's problems or provide value, you don't get paid uh, in a traditional way. Um, and so, man, if if governments were forced to provide valuable goods and services, and we were more focused on providing goods and services, like the explosion of technologies and 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 progress, I think it's hard to it's hard to imagine how big that could be. Well, they're not oriented towards solutions. Unfortunately, but what if they yeah. were? Yeah, it would be a beautiful world. I like your utopian vision. Yeah, man. You know, Bitcoin. <laughs> we, can, we can have it in a parallel economy. We just need the power of choice, and Bitcoin provides that choice. Yeah, yeah. Bitcoin, the way I look at Bitcoin in 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 government, like you know, for for um, El Salvador, you know, these countries that are going to be 
uh, adopting it, making it legal tender. It's going to, it's going to require that government be responsible. Like that's, you know, we've been in Bitcoin for a while now. So it got, Bitcoin has made me more responsible. Bitcoin has had that effect on me where I'm like, I want to save, I want to save this money, you know, like, uh, this, this is a, this is an inflation hedge. Um, you know, it, it, and, and, and the more, the more you want to save money, the more you want Bitcoin, dude, so, something clicked a couple years ago, right? I, who wants to save dollars? Who wants to save fiat money? Well, nobody. That's why we're spending them as fast as we can. So yeah, dude. So we all have the same sickness. Like I don't respect the dollar. So I just spend it. I respect bits, Bitcoin so much that it makes me a responsible person. And it's going to do that for government too, right? Like if, if, if you can't just print your problems away and you actually have to have something valuable to spend to get something, somebody to do something, you have to have the money to get them to do that. Yeah. Responsible. Yeah. I love it. What about, what about, what about this, Kyle, our uh, non-practicing lawyer in the house? Oh, um, yeah. So what about, what about when, uh, I, I won't want to sue you. Why would I sue somebody if I can't oh, get, if I can't collect money? Don't even get me started on the frivolous lawsuits, dude. You don't think right, those but I'm just saying, saying like, yeah. like, like if I if 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 I sue you and the judge says, yeah, you got to pay him. Well, how do I collect if what it's in you, Bitcoin? What, what, if you tell the women that, they're never going to participate in marriage again. So don't <laughs> tip them off to that. But you know what I mean? Because like I get a judgment, right? So the judge gives me a judgment. But how do I okay. collect if your money is in Bitcoin? If uh, Okay, yeah, that's a problem. Be, it can't yeah, be taken. That, yeah. Well, is it a problem? It's a force out of the law, out of the hands of the state. Well, the insurance companies are going to have to provide Bitcoin. Well, that, right? that's they're they're going to want Bitcoin. That, that's why I think in our lifetime, it's uh, less likely to replace the U.S. dollar because the state's going to you know, put its full force behind having that power over people. I see it as a parallel option for people that opt in, you know, a voluntary um, opting into Bitcoin could be huge anyway. Like it doesn't no. necessarily have to replace the dollar. I think the market will decide that if it's actually free, but it's so controlled by the government that, you know, the market formerly known as the free market anyway, would no. love Bitcoin, but, but government exists. What do we do about the, what do we do about that? It's growing by well, the minute. Well, it changes. It's, well, it's growing by the minute, but it's going to, it's going to change, right? It, it, government, that's, that's, the that's, nature that, of government does not change. It well, the nature of, and that's all it does. Sure. I mean, the nature of the state, if you read Rothbard's Anatomy of the State, right? What is the state? And the, and, and, or you read the law. I mean, both of them basically state that the purpose of the state is to control power, grow its power, and, and keep its power. But this just changes things. It changes the incentive structure. Um, but, I mean, I think the United States is like 5 or 10% of the population of the world, and we have like 80% of the attorneys in the world. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's the fiat money for sure. That's because of the strength of the dollar. You know, that's because that mighty dollar. So the insurance companies, you know, the, uh, going back to like, I'm, I'm trying to imagine this Bitcoin standard world, this, this world where we're only in Bitcoin and we're not influenced by the dollar and what that would do. Like, as you asked me, uh, you got my lawyer mind thinking now, right? Yeah. So, so I was just thinking the, uh, the, the number of frivolous lawsuits would have to go away because the, the only reason the, that these exist is because insurance companies are largely subsidized, right? There's insurance money for days. That's what the whole, um, the facade is of, of the law, right? That's where the law, that's where all these lawyers get all their money from insurance companies. Yeah. But Bitcoin requires everybody to be responsible and to only put, 
put, you know, if you value money to only put that money where, you know, you're going to get an actual return. So dude, it's hard to imagine it's, yeah, a it's Bitcoin hard to imagine. standard world. Every, yeah. so many things are going to have to change. Anyway, sorry about that tirade, bro. Don't take me back to uh, my law days. Law school. No. I want to take you back to law school. It's just, dude, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine. That's, that, that's the yeah. mode I it's get just, into. It's crazy. It's just when you change the incentive structures. By the way, you're listening to yeah. the Mark Moss Show. We're talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, uh, the way they're going to change the world in this decentralized revolution. It's literally going to change everything, including the legal system, the insurance system. I mean, it's just hard to imagine. Uh, but when we change the power balance and the incentive structure, um, I believe it just changes the world for the better. Um, and so, um, you know, it's going to be the biggest opportunity, the biggest wealth transfer you've ever seen. And you want to participate, but you got to make sure you get good information. So that's why you want to tune in each and every week and hear us discuss all these different angles. Because, um, you know, some people want to be have it explained to them in two minutes like they're five years old. And it just, you just can't do that. You need to put the time in, but I can guarantee it's worth it. You listen to Mark Moss. I'm with my good friends Kyle Wonderly at Kyle Wonderly and Jessica Vaughn at Jessica Vaughn. Of course, I'm at one Mark Moss. And we're here each week bringing you the best information on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution. And we're talking about the way it's going to change the world. When we come back, we're going to break it down even more. So don't go away. All right. Welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. and We are talking about Bitcoin, of course, cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution. This is this will be the most important part of your week. Each and every week, make sure to tune in with me. Make a make an appointment on your calendar for this channel this time and uh, join me. I'm in the studio with two of my good friends, Kyle Wonderly, at Kyle Wonderly, and of course, Jessica Vaughn. You can find her at Jessica Vaughn, and I am at One Mark Moss. Shoot us a message. Give us a follow. Say, what's up? And uh, we're going to keep talking about Bitcoin. We've uh, covered a lot of ground. You've missed out a lot if you're just tuning in. Um, but we're just talking about, you know... Bitcoin, the biggest thing in the world that's really changing the world. And before we went to the break, we were talking about how if you change the incentive structure, the balance, balance, the power of balance and the incentive structure, how much does that change the world? Of course, we don't know. But just hypothetically speaking, right, if you if you if you we're currently in a system where, um, you know, theft is incentivized by by the government, um, by theft and, and by force. And then the people oh, are. You mean taxes? Uh, yeah, well, sure. Taxes. Yeah, inflation is theft. Um, well, and then I mean, talking about taxes, right? I think we were talking about. Oh, well, uh, and then and then the people, us, we're not that incentivized because we know that our wealth can be stolen at any time. And the government knows if they raise the taxes too high, then the people will be pissed. They'll overthrow. They won't. They won't pay whatever. And so what they do is instead of just raising your taxes, well, we'll just add more taxes to your death. You know, your state taxes will add more taxes uh, to your uh, cap gains. Uh, will tax your unrealized wealth. They just keep trying to find ways to take more wealth as opposed to trying to find ways to provide more value. The sovereign individual talks about like a dairy cow and uh, the farmer keeps the dairy cow in a pen and takes as much, cow, uh, make, as much milk as it wants. But what happens when the cow can grow wings? There, Jessica's got the book. Uh, what happens when the cow can grow wings and fly away? Right. And so when the state is forced to provide a valuable good and service. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't I don't know how big how much that changes the world, but it seems like it's going to be a much better place. That's my utopian vision for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to speculate. It's fun. It's fun to think about a world that would be Bitcoin only. I think uh, I think the more that you do that, the more of a Bitcoiner you become. You know, Mark, I've listened to you and Jessica and I know you, there are other Bitcoiners that you connect with. 
constantly. I've listened to you in spaces uh, a number of times, and it's so crazy to me how much in common Bitcoiners have. Once you understand Bitcoin and you and you and invest your your time and energy into Bitcoin, it's so many. It's so funny how all these other little things in your life, like the way we eat, like our health regimen, you know, like the way you see politics. Yeah. All these other things are like they all fall in line. It's such a it's such a cool community. Jessica, yeah. how, how has it changed the way you view politics? Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, well, you know, it was a it was a tool of um, political uh, paradigm shift for me, and it was a uh, um, just a nonviolent, productive means of me um, funneling that energy. My revolutionary energy. Because you can complain all you want on the internet, but what, you know, if you have an option to um, opt out by either moving, like I live in Los Angeles, I could move and that would send, uh, you know, some sort of a message, but also uh, pulling my fiat out and, and signaling my confidence and talking about it because I'm basically, um, you know, a, a Bitcoin uh, evangelist now. That's my new job. Yeah. That's what awesome. about, um, I think Kyle, you were saying earlier about like, uh, you know, I think the Bitcoin thing like changes your time preference. Yeah. So you're talking about how you don't want to spend your Bitcoin, right? You want to save yeah, it, but then it starts it. applying to every area where you start looking at a longer time preference. So then your health, uh, I don't yeah. want to eat fiat food. I want things that will give me long-term health with my food, mm -hmm. right? I want things that will build long-term relationships. I want, and everything all of a sudden gets like more important. At least, I don't know, it seems like it gives you, I like to call them like orange colored lenses. And then everything just like, um, you start, you stop wanting the shortcuts mm -hmm. and you really want to start kind of building and investing in your life and in, in all those areas. It does remove and mitigate your uh, impulse quite a bit. Um, you know, I'll send you stocks or something and you're like, you know, this is, this is great, but how's it going to outperform Bitcoin? I'd rather just have more Bitcoin. And, and now I hear your voice like echoing in my mind, you know, and it's good. It's good. It is. I don't, I don't want to spend my dollars because I know I could just be buying Bitcoin with those. So when we go to the grocery store, we go to Target. I used to be a pretty frivolous spender. Like we have a pretty good budget every month. Mike, if whenever I'm going to the grocery store with Celeste, my wife, I'm getting whatever I want. Right. I just I throw it in the, I don't care what it costs. Like I like snow crab legs, right? Since I, <laughs> I don't get hamburger meat now, hamburger meat. I don't get, I don't get much anymore. <laughs> Everything I have goes into Bitcoin, so I'm way more of a saver than I've ever been in my life. Right. Yeah. Well, I think when you see, you know, Bitcoin has been the best performing asset in history. It's been it's been compounded 200 percent per year. So it's like, shoot, I could I could have the crab legs, or uh, this this will be worth two or three times as much more money in a year from now. And it's like, uh, like I could go to Tavarua on a surf trip, but that's fifteen grand, or that could be fifty grand next year if I put it into Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's what's unique about this though is that we're in a time period right now where this it's not always going to be like this. At some point, we're going to have full on adoption where Bitcoin. Correct me if I'm wrong, Miles. I mean, you know better than I do. But we're going to get to a point where where we've gone through this long period of adoption, and maybe it takes five or 10 years or who knows. But then I think now that we have money, it behaves more like money and it stops being so volatile. It stops growing so much. And, uh, I don't mind the know, volatility I, of Bitcoin. I think it becomes more like gold is right now. Kind of like, well, not really not though. So much. you have to think about it like this. So you either okay. have, you either have scarcity of money or scarcity of assets. So yeah. right now we have unlimited amounts of money. 
So the value accrues in the assets. But when we have a fixed supply cap of money, but growth and assets continue, oh, and dude. we have the, the value of the, the growth of the money goes up, the value Great will accrue point. in the money. Great point. So Bitcoin, yes. Bitcoin's price will keep going up because it's always going to be, the money will be divided by the amount of assets. And, and right now with an unlimited supply, right, the assets go up in value. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, government should like Bitcoin as a store of value for you know the cultists like us that um, put our money there now because um, since they are actively gunning for personal property, they'd rather you get out of uh, things like um, um, owning homes and that type of thing. So they should feel favorable about Bitcoin in that way. At least it gets you out of that market. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's uh, like, like you know, humans are just, we're really bad at imagining the future because we can only imagine better versions of what we have today. But if I can imagine a world where we all thought about providing value to, to people as opposed to trying to take, 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 you know? Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. Kyle, we were talking about last week, we were hanging out and uh, how, you know, all these people are trading cryptocurrencies or trading options on Robinhood. Um, and for the first time, uh, options are now have exceeded stocks and, um, yeah, basically sorry. everyone's trading, but they're not providing any value mm -hmm. trading, trading, trading. There's no value that's being created. And then what they're doing is they're increasing their dollar supply and then they're going and trying to buy goods and services from other people. And so it's actually, it's a net drag on the economy, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, which is bad. So I heard this um, morning, I heard this morning that people, uh, what was it? 5% of the people that quit their jobs, dude, I can't, you know what, I, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but it's somewhere, you know, somebody could look it up. 5%, I don't, I don't know, uh, I heard it on the radio. 5% of the people that quit their jobs, 5% um, of those quit because they're making money in crypto. Yeah. Yeah, that's the I, well, and yeah, I saw I saw something similar. Uh, by the way, you're listening to the Mark Moss Show. We're talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, and the decentralized revolution. I'm in the studio with my good friends Kyle Wonderly, uh, at Kyle Wonderly, and Jessica Vaughn at Jessica Vaughn. Look us up. I'm one Mark Moss. Uh, send us a message. Say you heard it on the show. Um, we'll be back with more Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and decentralized revolution. Let me just run this by my lawyer. Is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore a Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. 
Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.